Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, what do you say we do this on a Thursday? We're about, I don't know, 2,500 miles apart, something like that. Yeah. Maybe not that much, but uh, Al, what's up? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So I had something uh, happen snow and car-wise over the weekend that I had never experienced before in my life, and I'm a man of 52 years old, Jerry. By the way, how did it go down there? Did you get a lot of snow? We got a lot so of much? snow. Yeah, you we did. got a lot. We I would say we got, I would say a uh, foot. Okay, yeah, I would. Uh, that's what we got too. It's funny because I I showed my, I took the snowblower out for my wife and my son, and I get text messages. I hate the snowblower. It doesn't work. Ay ay No, it does work. You don't know how to use it. Yeah, it drives you nuts. But you know, whatever. So we got about a foot too. They said. So, yeah. Okay. And you know the different. I think maybe because I'm by the ocean, the the drifts were bigger. So there were some drifts that were really high. Yeah, and, I can uh, imagine. So I went out uh, where my car was parked, and it was. Uh, you know, I would say there was snow halfway up the the door. Okay. So my tires were covered, snow up way up to the door. Now I've never been invited to your place yeah. yet, so you don't have covered parking. I do not have covered parking. Okay. Um. So, you know, I uh, it was a weekend though, and I shoveled myself out, and I had to uh, uh, I had to be on the highway yesterday, and uh, I shovel my car out. Everything's going along fine. When I get to the highway and I hit like 65 miles an hour, 60, 65, the whole car is shaking. It's going. <laughs> oh, no. Like just really rough. It was just like a really rough ride. I was it like, wasn't like the pavement. You could tell something was not yeah, right. Yeah, something was not right. Okay. You know, and I'm looking at my tire pressure's fine. I have the where you can see all the different individual yeah. tires. So it's like, okay, it's not a flat, but it was feeling like I was riding on a flat. Mm-hmm. So Gina's like, you sure you want to drive all the way up? We were going to North um, uh, for a wake. And I go, yeah. I go, you know what? Let me pull over here and let me just double check everything. <laughs> so I pull off the highway and I, I pop my hood. Yeah. <laughs> the entire thing's covered in snow <laughs> under my hood. Your kid, the engine? No, <laughs> my, Jerry, my engine, my uh, battery, my entire battery. I'm not sure how my car started. Was covered in snow. I've never heard of that before. Me neither. Holy cow. So what did you do? So I was like, huh, well, this is... uh, Not good. Not great. But I was like, "Um, yeah, I just kind of tried to knock the snow off with a snow brush. And... uh, Kept going? I kept going. I was like, (laughs) well, I guess it eventually is going to melt. 
Damn. And it did. So by the, about halfway, probably a good 35 minutes, though, of driving where it felt weird. And then it started feeling better. And then once I got to where I was going, I popped the hood again and everything had melted. That is unbelievable. I, I mean, never I saw that. I've also never seen a rat eat through a, a cord and I had someone Correct. like you. <laughs> right. So different things have happened to me with my car. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if it must have been like a, the, the the way the wind was blowing. And, it has to be. Uh, yeah, that was wild. So that, that would tell me that it basically blew snow underneath your car and the, the swirl of the snow created some sort of a funnel effect and it was settling underneath your hood. Yes. Now, I also, once I, when I dug my car out and I went to move it to a, a, a spot that was properly, you know, plowed, I, I went to turn it right in my complex. So I went to turn into that spot was a sheet of ice. And when I hit the brake, it slid and I slammed headfirst into um, <laughs> into a snowbank. So that could have also jammed a whole lot of snow in there. Well, you must have been a peach over the weekend. Actually, it was funny because Gina said, I can't believe, uh, you know, when the car was driving so rough. She goes, I can't believe you're not, like, freaking out. You normally freak out about this stuff. I go, I don't know what it could it be. I go, yeah. uh, it's got to be some something snow-related. Way to keep calm, Al. I I'm proud kept of you. calm, Jerry. There you go. We're, we're, that's a start right there. Then there was an incident where the police were involved. Um, With you? Uh, yeah. Now, I didn't. So, okay. Oh, boy. So, uh my my complex, for whatever reason, the, the people that they have supposed to shovel did not shovel us out until 8.30 at night. Okay. Okay. So around 4 o'clock, somebody parked right out in front of my building, right out in front of my entrance, is uncovering uh, their car, and they're piling all the snow at the bottom of, like, my steps where I would have to walk. Hmm. Which was, you know, the sidewalk and the steps. Yeah. It was a young, yeah, this guy was probably like in his 20s. Him and his girlfriend were out there doing it. So I was like, ah, I got to. So I poke my head out. I go, hey, not to be a dick or anything. I said, but I don't think you you can pile snow onto the sidewalk. I said, you know, this is an entrance to a uh, building as well. Right. I go, it's not just my house. So I go, this is all residents in here. The guy goes, dude, where do you want me to put it? I go, I do, you know what? I said, I don't know. I said, but it can't be the sidewalk. I said, maybe like once you move your car, we just shove it all back into the street where, right. you, where you parked. He goes, I knew there'd be somebody with a problem with this. <laughs> I go, well, I go, uh, it just, uh, I know you, I said, the town doesn't allow you to shovel the stuff onto the sidewalk. He goes, well, you haven't even cleaned off your sidewalk yet. I go, yes, granted. <laughs> <laughs> I go, but that's not my, my my responsibility. I said, someone will. And when they get here, I don't wait, know wait, that they're going to clear it out if there's an extra six feet of snow on was the, the sidewalk. Was the sidewalk covered with snow still? Yeah. So he was just putting snow on top of snow? Yeah. <laughs> so the guy goes, he goes, uh, you know what? Call the cops, dude. I go, I'm not going to call the cops over snow. I go, I just, I don't think you could put it there. But what? I was like, whatever. And I went back inside. I was done with it. I was like, okay. You know, I, I said something. He, right. There wasn't a lot of spot to put snow, but I knew you couldn't pile it there. Right. I got a knock on my door. The police are there. <laughs> the oh guy called God. the police on me. Well, they got called the police on you? Yeah. He goes, hey. He goes, uh, the police goes, hey, what's the problem here? I go, I have no problem. I said, I didn't call the police. He goes, well, I got to talk to both of you guys. What's going on here? I said, well, I said, I just poked my head out. You can't put the thing. 
The guy goes, you didn't even shovel your draw. You. <laughs> <laughs> the cop goes, you didn't even shovel this area yet. That is I go, tremendous. yeah, he goes, I can't tell what's the regular snow and what this guy's piled on top of it. Right. I go, well, he goes, it's just another couple inches. I go, it's not another couple of inches. I go, it's multiple feet. Wow. Yeah. So how did it get so resolved? So he goes, what, what do you want to do about it? I go, well, I go, if the town has no problem with it, it's not my property. I don't have a problem with it. He goes, okay. And that was it. And that was it. So it's wow. a big pile of snow. <laughs> Does the guy live there? Or I've never just... seen him, but the problem, I under, I do understand the position that the, the guy whose car was there. You know, these beach towns, they don't have a lot of parking. A lot of places don't have driveways or parking yeah. lots, so there's a lot of street parking. Then when it snows, they want you to park on one side of the street mm-hmm. so they can plow the other. Then they want you to move your car. It's, you know, it gets confusing. It's a pain. So I know this. I don't. I never saw this guy before, but he probably lives in town. Has nowhere, nowhere else to park. So I get right. it. Uh, you know but, what I do, and I've, yeah. I've been yelled at too, and I just continue to do it because I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I throw the snow right in the street. Yeah. And, so yeah, like our street was not plowed at all. So that was made sense to me. Right. Okay. But I guess he looked at it like putting stuff in the street was probably not good. So I guess I I just figure they're going to come plow at some point, and yeah. even when they plow. I throw it in the street. Yeah. You know, especially down by the, you know, because where they plow you in, I look at it this way. They plow me in. I can't get out of my driveway after I just cleared it. You know what? Screw you. I'm throwing it right back out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't know where they expect people to put the snow, especially when we get that much. So yeah. I really was not trying to be douchey to the guy. I just thought that the, that it, you weren't, a, like, they tell you in these towns that you have to shovel your, your walkway. Like, that that's your responsibility. Yeah. So I didn't think piling snow on top of it the town was interested in, but I I guess in this situation. I still want to know who called the cops. I can't believe the guy in the oh, car he did. called the cops. He did. He, oh, he did for yeah, real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I guess he wanted, I guess maybe he thought I would call the cops and he thought he would. Get them first. Get them first, yeah. I didn't wow. want to get the cops involved in something stupid like that. That is actually very funny. Yeah. So well, that's you what, and these cops. I know. Right I know it's so funny, Jerry. Mix. I've talked to this cop like two or three times, which means like I'm involved with the police now all of a sudden in they Bradley Beach. Like, oh, my God. Duke's oh, again. Like this, like this guy's like, I've been to this clown's house a couple Why times Why couldn't he already. move to Manalapa, for right. Christ's sake? <laughs> so my apologies for the police getting involved in snow removal in it's Bradley Beach. Yeah. Oh my God. Only you, Al. Yeah. Um, do you know what's going on with this uh, Joe Rogan situation, Jerry? Are I do. You, have you been following it? The detail. Yes, I, got quite the, <clears throat> I got quite the chuckle when I saw Joni Mitchell was pulling her music. Uh, Joni okay. Mitchell, uh, two people. So, for, so Neil Young has pulled his music from Spotify after saying that uh, he doesn't like the misinformation that Joe Rogan is putting out there about COVID. Essentially, that's his mm-hmm. saying. It's a very dangerous. People can die. All this stuff. So then, over the weekend, Joni Mitchell stands with. Uh, with uh, Neil Young. Didn't and she had music on Spotify. Oh, oh yeah. Big Yellow Taxi, Pave Paradise, put up a parking lot. That was her oh, origi- that, that was her okay. song. Uh, I'm sure she has many other songs, but, you know, sure. she was popular a long time ago. Uh, then Nils Lofgren, Jerry, who plays guitar for Neil Young and Bruce Springsteen, has pulled his solo music. He's got solo music? He does. I didn't know that. He does. Uh, and they're like... You know, then there were all stories. Spotify's lost four billion dollars, uh, and they're they're actually people are trying to attribute the the Spotify stock being down oh my God. to Neil Young. I'm like, the entire stock market has been in the Is, toilet right. for all of January, right? All of it, as you know, as I know, 
I got hit and I got no Spotify stock. Right. So many other things are down. What I don't understand about this is when the other side goes extreme, do they yeah. have the same reaction? Of course uh, not. No. And that's of course the other not. thing. Like you're on a platform where the sexual and violent lyrics are there. Which, if you're going to take a stand against this, are you not taking a stand? Like, now I'm you're taking you. the stand? I agree with you. It's all very, the the word of the uh, of the year is inconsistency. So Joe Rogan actually came out and uh, did a, a, a video where he talked to the camera to explain what was going on. I thought, you know, he made some great points, everything that I was assuming on this situation. There's two guests that he had on in particular that are causing a lot of the stir uh, and and their takes on COVID. But they're not like two random dudes. They're uh, one was a doctor, one's a scientist that are that are have very good credentials mm-hmm. for things they have studied in the past at very prestigious places. Right. Now, I started listening to both of those episodes, and I turned both of them off because they sounded ridiculous, and they, they seemed too far-fetched for me. In what way? Just I the, didn't hear them. Yeah, their their claims of um, how COVID is spreading, uh, what doesn't work, what does work. Uh, it was a lot of, like, kind of conspiracy theory-ish. Okay. But I listened to it that enough that I could take, and I was like, eh, I don't really... You know, sometimes you're listening to somebody, you go, yes, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. And other things are like, this makes no sense. So it was both of those interviews I had shut off just because to me they weren't like making any sense. Right. And even the one in particular, Joe Rogan kept trying to ask follow-up questions and the guy that was either the doctor or the scientist was like not answering directly. I was like, yeah, this this guy seems like a nut. But it's interesting to hear different perspectives. And he and this is what I don't like about this whole thing is that he's offered the other perspective too. He's had doctors right. on from the opposite side yes. and battled them to where I think he's won some of the conversation and I feel like the opposing doctor has won right. you know some of the conversation and I told you about that one clip from 2 weeks ago that to me was everything that's wrong with what's going on in society is they both were trying to prove their point about the same thing and both were making very valid arguments with research backing up their claims right that's the problem with the misinformation and no one knows no one knows so i the whole thing is yeah no one knows so so he's trying to talk to a bunch of different people yeah i think he's done a good job of that too maybe he can talk to more but he's definitely put the opposing view out there and offered them the platform yeah. He gave Dr. Gupta four hours. Right. Three Dr. hours Gupta. and 45 minutes, I think. Right. From CNN, who had just come back from, uh, this was right when, right after CNN was saying that Joe Rogan was taking horse dewormer as his right. medication. Right. Uh, so, and, you know, Joe Rogan was not combative in this uh, video. He was like, hey, listen, uh, this is w- why I do it. This is who I talk to. And that's, yes, and the one, and not necessarily this one, but with all his interviews, even when he's got the opposing point of view in, yeah, I, I, he lets them talk. It's right. not like that gets combative or anything. I think they actually have good communication. Maybe that's happened in the past. The ones I've seen, though, it's very respectful. They have the conversation. They battle a little bit, and they move on. Yeah, he even said, like, the stuff that people are calling misinformation now um, the, uh, using the examples of these these two particular guests, you know, 
if you look back on the year and a half, two years of COVID, there were things that if you would have said about COVID back then, you would have been thrown off platforms for misinformation that we now have come to find out are true. Right. You know, so it's just weird like that people want to censor. Yeah. Different view. Very unlike what we are. Yeah, it just it just feels weird. I agree, especially since you have the, you have the option to just turn it off. Yeah, and I thought somebody in the media, and I, I wasn't familiar with this person. They do have a blue check mark, but they made a great point. They go, "Shouldn't we really be look, for those of us that work in the media, instead of being upset at Joe Rogan, shouldn't we look at why do people trust Joe Rogan more than us?" It's a good point. Like what what have we presented to people that? they're no longer coming to the mainstream media. Well, because the mainstream media is slanted, and I don't think anybody trusts them across the board. Yeah. I hate to say that, but that happens to be a fact. And I think the cable news networks is where it began. I don't think anybody, and I, I could be wrong about this. I'd have to ask my parents. But I don't think anybody had an issue with Channel 2, 4, or right. 7 with the right, evening right. news, right? And you, <laughs> you watched it, and you felt like you were getting the facts. Now... I still think that's the case for most of those channels, but if you want to find news slanted towards your beliefs, there's a network for that. Well, you're that's right. It's a problem the, to me. Well, you're right, because the, the, we still look at them as news channels, CNN and Fox, but they're really talk shows. Yeah, and they're very column-like in terms of opinions. It's even it's, somebody brought up this, this whole thing about uh, like when the Tom Brady retirement news first came down. Right. And... ESPN was in uh, some sort of game programming, uh, like the the uh, the networks, the sports networks were all in covering games. So it's like they couldn't stop and do all Tom Brady wall to wall. Even if you went to ESPN News, which was created to be twenty four hour news, was playing games. Yeah, that's not anymore what it, that's right. not what it started out to be. Right, I feel like that started out back in MTV, right, where it was videos, then it was shows, and then they find that shows got better ratings. They started doing shows. CNN started doing talk shows, Fox yep. News talk shows. So they get away from what they're there for, and then when they need it, like with Tom Brady breaking news, they're not. They can't even service do the service they were created to do. And think of how many networks ESPN has for real. Yeah. And they can't find anywhere to put it. <laughs> right, so they had to just put scrawls across the bottom yeah. in red, alarming red print that the Tom Brady had retired. Yeah, so true. ESPN News, anything but news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what, like, I'm I'm interested in following the Spotify story, because Spotify did come out and say, with, and they didn't use Joe Rogan's name or Neil Young's name, but they said they want to do a better job at, at providing both sides of stories, which I do think they do. I do, too. You've got podcasts for everything available. Yeah. And Joe Rogan even said, you know, uh, maybe I could do a better job of when I have somebody on with one viewpoint, be be sure to put somebody on with the other viewpoint, like right after. Yeah, I guess. But I also think there are plenty of options on that Spotify platform if you want to find out. Correct. You know? And I also think, too, when you look at... Like, when I look at Rogan, and I don't listen every day, I'm not interested. If I'm not interested in the interview, mm-hmm. I don't listen just because it's him as much as I do like him. Right. Um, I'll scroll through. If I don't see anything I don't like, or if I don't see anything I like, I move on. You know, it's like you're pushing the button to hit play. It's not like it's forced down your throat. Right. I don't know. The whole thing bugs me. 
It's just this, weird, like, because you can do this, you can look in uh, Netflix. Well, I guess people did do this with uh, Dave Chappelle. And it's like, oh, I want to withdraw my stuff off of Netflix. Yeah, and the people that are withdrawing their stuff from Netflix are people that don't make money from Netflix. The same people that are withdrawing themselves from Spotify. How much right. money do you think Neil Young really makes from Spotify? I wouldn't think much. You need millions. You need somebody like Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. Billie Eilish, you know, Justin Bieber, Katy Perry, the people who are earning Move the, the needle. Yeah, and are earning a living off of Spotify. Yeah. No, Neil 100%. Young and Joni Mitchell and Nils Lofgren aren't earning a living from their Spotify checks. Right. Now, if you had one of, or one, multiple people of the level you're talking about, yeah, you could probably put Spotify in a very strange position. I'm curious even, like, what about Bruce Springsteen? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so Bruce Springsteen's on Spotify. He has an exclusive podcast on Spotify with Barack with Obama. Obama. Right? Yeah. Well, are you guys going to pull that? Or is that making you too much money? It's a great question because I'm sure the two of them are making a fortune. Right. And I I'm, would think. Yeah, and I'm curious if uh, Nils Lofgren talked to Bruce Springsteen about this. I'm really curious because he's been with him a very long time since the so they're friends mid '80s sure, and, and and done records with them. He is their touring guitarist, all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm Thanks. just curious as to like where it goes from here. Man, interesting conversation. Yeah. That's for sure. But whatever. You know what? This is We've become such a polarizing country. The whole thing stinks. It really does. Yeah, I, but, I hate all of yeah. this stuff. Right. Like, why can't you have opposing views? I would think you can, except that in today's day and age, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Really it's is weird. something. So, yeah. I, I mean, I hope Spotify keeps doing what they're doing. And listen, if you want to pull your music, pull your music. And But we're not going to... We, you well, know, we have all viewpoints on there, all sorts of music on there. We have rap music and country music and pop music and classic rock music. I don't think there's any issue until either A, as you say, the top, top guys start withdrawing. Yeah. Or, but more importantly, B, until you see subscriptions going the wrong way. Yeah, and it's hard because everyone will tweet me about how Spotify is losing um, uh, money. It, it, that, that This means nothing to me. It has nothing to do with this. Losing money. Like, you're talking about the stock, stock I mean, market. I want to know subscription numbers. That right. to me is what. If you tell me, you know, this week off of this information, they lose 400,000 subscribers. Well, then they got a problem. Right. If you tell me they lose 440 subscribers this week. Right. <laughs> okay. Yawn. You're right. You know. Well, the other thing, if, if, if the statistics are correct, that Joe Rogan averages 11 million per episode. God. And the only place you can get his podcast is on Spotify. And you dump Joe Rogan, you it might lose make sense. 11 Financial million. Sense, right. right. Well, it can't. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's the total number for Spotify because that's still on YouTube too, isn't it? No. There are oh, some they took cl- that off? Yeah. There are some clips on YouTube, but the, the show itself. Oh, I didn't know There's that. a video version on Spotify as well, but but there's only clips on YouTube. Okay. So if that's the case, you're talking 11 million subscribers just for him. I would $15 think. $15 a month. I would think. Oh, God, Kim, the money is unbelievable. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, how much could we get, you think? For this uh, podcast area, if we shop it? <laughs> Why don't we come out and say uh, <laughs> we're removing our podcast from <laughs> Spotify, even though we're not on Spotify? <laughs> maybe they'll maybe they'll not, not be sure and they'll sign us. <laughs> Though, hey, we'd like to renegotiate. Yes. You got it. We're in. Or we're about? pulling our... <laughs> oh, it's funny. I'm I mean, I had you, Constantine Maroulis... 
uh, t- tweeting to me about, oh, they're going to feel the pinch. Oh, I'd be like Constantine threatening to pull his music off of Spotify. <laughs> Go right after Constantine. <laughs> I like Constantine. but So do I. Very much so, actually. He but he's probably making about as much as Nils Lofgren is on his catalog. Probably true. Yes. I would think they're making more money touring and doing what they do yes. live. Yes, 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 yes. I would certainly agree. Hmm. Holy cow. By the way, on a radio yeah. note, yes. oh, did I everything sound okay and look okay today? Yes. Yes. Right, good. Very good. I was very sure nervous. Did. Yeah, yeah. I went to the hotel yesterday, and yeah. I asked them about the two ports, and they brought me down to a conference room. And like, oh, we think this works. We're not sure. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm like, I'll, I'll pay my $35 each way on Uber and just go to the radio station yeah. where I know everything's going to work. So, all right, good. I'm Do you still get a uh, – is, is it still cool? Like when, when I was younger, to me it was really cool to see radio stations. Yes, it's is still, it still cool. Walk. Yes, it is. When I came in, uh, this kid Sean, uh, who's the overnight producer here, he came down and got me, brought me up, and it is neat to see a different place. Yeah. As as much as I do agree, you asked me the question earlier, which is coming up on the warm up show in a moment, when you said more impressive or what, it's equally impressive as what we have, but it's different here in that you know how we have the different radio stations on two different floors. Yes. Here they're all within. It would be like. It would be like our production studio being 92.3, mm-hmm. the other production studio being 102.7. So it's really one gigantic radio stations mm-hmm. in one housed on one floor, all within the same entry point. Right. As opposed to you've got to, you know, you got to leave our place to go over to Winds. You got to go upstairs to go to the other ones, and they've got all their own separate, you know, um, areas. This is one common area, and all the different stations are kind of clustered up together. Yeah. Kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I like that. I would like to see these other radio stations. I like to see what's going on over there. I'll tell you another thing, too, because now the sun is finally up here, although it's cloudy. There is no, there are no cars on the road. Like, I'm in, I'm in the middle of downtown Chicago. You would think that I was in Nebraska like the other day. There's Why do you no think that one. is? I don't know. I have no idea. You want to tell me there's no one walking on the street? Fine. I see I'm on the sixth floor, I think, whatever I am. I'm looking down. So I see like three people walking right now. There's no cars on the, you know, every every once in a while you see a car drive by. Hmm. Like this is not Manhattan. Yeah, it's weird. It's Chicago for Christ's sake. It's so strange. Yeah, I don't know. Then there's, is there snow on the ground in Chicago or no? Not on the, not on the pavement, but yes, on the grass and all the other areas. It's cold. You know, it's 25 degrees. Can you believe it was almost 60 in Nebraska Saturday? Oh, yeah, you had that. That was unreal. I yeah. actually sat outside for two hours. I think we're supposed to get like 54 degrees here uh, in on Thursday. Yes, but not supposed to be nice, I don't think. Oh. I think that's the problem. You know, Did you which check out good. any? All that, all that snow can melt in your in your engine. <laughs> it's such a weird story that Did was. Did you check out any Nebraska co-eds, Jerry? No, dude, I don't do anything oh. on these trips except sleep. I really don't. So, no, I did not check out any right. co-eds, as you put it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a grease ball. What is wrong with you? That used to be actually a a website a number of years ago. I don't know if it's still around. It was called Nebraska Co-Eds, and it was like... But you really checked out the internet, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> so I hear. And it was like college girls doing sexy stuff. Really? Yeah, it was like a Girls Gone Wild type thing. I I do not know. I will Nebraska tell you, though. Nebraska co-eds. I did walk. I had to go to the media room on Saturday night right before we went on to grab water. And I had to go right past where the cheerleaders and the dance team were practicing. Yeah. In, you know, in the tunnel with their coach. 
My my lord, dude. I mean, they're all, you know, they're 20 years old. They've all got blonde hair, blue eyes. One's more attractive than the other. It's like, my God. Mm-hmm. It is something. So I could see where that uh, could become something. Right now, someone is listening to this going, oh, I remember. I used to go on Nebraska co-eds all the time. <laughs> you might be Someone's right. going to hit me up on direct message. Go, yep. I hope someone does. Yep. And then I you was guys there. can trade notes. <laughs> all right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. What do you got the rest of the day, by the way? Uh, I have to get back after I do the update at eleven here. Mm-hmm. All right, eleven. Yeah, I got to get back to the hotel, have a little lunch, and then hop on the bus at one o'clock to go to practice, and then that's it. And then go to bed by six <laughs> thirty. <630. laughs> then back up and back to the radio station again tomorrow. Correct. And, and then, then you're you're hosting a, because Boomer's going out to L.A. for Super Bowl stuff. Correct. But do you get a sense that he's going to go? Him and G are going to go out there next. I do week? not get that sense. You do really? So no. you don't think Boomer's going to go? I don't. Okay, which will save you a trip. I don't. I get you don't want to go. Right? I, I do not want to go. No. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Well, then there you go. All right, Jerry. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. Until then, we got the warm up program. Yes. Right on. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, well, here we go. It's Monday morning, Monday, 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 the day after the championship games in the NFL. We've got one game to go. The Eddie Scazzeri. Can't see you, but I'm pretty sure you're pretty handsome. Just like the guy that I see on my screen, his name is Al Matt Dukes. What's up, dude? How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Where are you? Chicago? I am in Chicago, Chicago. So you're, yes, at our, I am. you're at our all sports station, the score in Chicago. Would you say their equipment and setup is better look like if you were to just to walk a stranger in, would you say our place is more impressive or this Chicago radio station? Equally impressive. Equally. I don't yeah, like the sound of that, Jerry. We're number a, one market. <laughs> top of the food chain. It's a different setup, but it's kind of like the first time you see something. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I would say equally impressive, yes. Uh, did you have to go to a dangerous neighborhood to get there? I know Chicago is like New York, very dangerous. Well, I had a very good driver this morning. He yeah. dropped me off right at the door. The door was open. Okay. I went in, hung out by security, and my man Sean came down and got me. Okay, perfect, Jerry. I like it. Jerry, is the NFL becoming like basketball where I only have to tune in to the fourth quarter? Yes, that's the vibe I'm getting. I'll tell you, it's funny you say that only from this standpoint. So we get on the bus. I'm, I'm with Rutgers out here, as you know. And so we get on the bus to go to practice yesterday. And the SID, his name is Chris Corso, who used to work for the Vikings. And we're having the conversation about the championship games last weekend. And he basically said, he goes, you know, it's funny. Because I feel like all I need to watch is the last 10 minutes of a game. And then if it goes to overtime, I've seen it. And so if you're a hardcore fan, I would say no. If you're a casual fan, Al, yeah. Because everything's decided in the last 10 minutes. Like, even if you look at just yesterday's game, when the Chiefs go up 21-3, it's like uh, the buzz is out, like the the wind has uh, left the sail or whatever uh, saying you could use there. That one's probably not the right one. <laughs> but I felt like, like, eh, am I really going to watch the rest of this? It's 21 nothing. I'm in my head. I'm like, I guess at, I mean, it was 21-3. I'm like, I guess at 28-3, I'd probably turn it off. I don't right. know. 
but then they make the comeback and win. And then when the Niner, like we had that that huge that huge Bengals win, and it's exciting. Da, da, da. Then the next game starts, and I could not keep off of Twitter and my phone because I was so bored yeah. in the beginning because I was like, well, can we get to the fourth quarter so we can see the actual what the game is going to be? Because this first half, first three quarters doesn't mean anything anymore. And it was boring, honestly. It was, it was. boring, yes. <laughs> Especially coming off the high like you brought up yes. with the first game. Those first two possessions for each team, it was like, are you guys serious? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Even Now, I would say... Yeah, probably just the fourth quarter. The Bengal game to me was incredible from the standpoint of, and I, you know, Nate Burleson, God love you. I am so with Boomer on this, though. You know, it's almost like we just, you know, points. Eh, who needs them? The, the fact that the Chiefs didn't take the three at the end of the half to me was stupid. I don't. You got no timeouts left. What are we doing? It makes zero sense, but whatever. That's fine. New, new up-and-comers love it. New analytics, great. Got to try for the touchdown. So that comes back to burn them. What I cannot understand for the life of me, and I am simply not going to say, as our last host said, that Patrick Mahomes choked. That Sorry, wrong. What in the hell did the Bengals do? Because here's what I saw in the first half. Guys running free and easy and wide open all over the field. And in the second half, there was no separation and guys weren't open. It was bizarre. They put it on lockdown, Jerry, that Bengals defense. They did something because, I mean, there were but, there were plays that they showed you where Tyreek Hill has got a guy draped all over him. He's the fastest guy on the planet, and he couldn't get open. It was nuts. Boomer, for a couple years, said Patrick Mahomes has never had a bad game. Those two interceptions he threw were, were big reasons why they lost yesterday. I agree. You're so that's right. on him. Yeah, and and even the even the one in overtime, like you know, they get the ball and everybody. You heard the cheer. I guess are we going to complain about that today? The overtime rules. Um, the defense actually made some plays. Look at that. And even without the interception, I think that was a third down play anyway. Even if it falls incomplete, they're punting it back to the team that was driving right down the field on them for the entire fourth quarter. Right, and the way that the crowd when the when the uh, Chiefs won the toss, like ah, we're gonna win. Right. How'd that go? Not good. Not good. The nope. Bengals, baby. That's what I'm talking about, Jerry Rego. The be- I'm on the Bengals bandwagon. I'll probably get a Bengals shirt today. I'll probably get a. You'll see me in a Bengals hat. When um, when do we find out what Boomer's doing next week? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. Like, will Boomer have to go out to the Super Bowl now because uh, he's representing the Bengals? Although I didn't like that Icky Woods got to be on the uh... and not Boomer. Yeah, Boomer's right there. Let's go. He was working though, and you could actually hear him at that point. So I thought it was important oh, that he okay. stayed on so set. So he stayed on because you could actually hear them at that point. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, how does Icky Woods get to do this? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he was there, and he was the ambassador for the game for the Bengals. And people do know him. I mean, he's not Boomer, but he's he's the Yuki Shuffle. I mean, I thought Boomer should have been able to run up there and hold up the trophy as well. I don't disagree with you. By I the think way, that would have been cool if they let him do that. Who's the uh, so Icky Woods hands the uh, the trophy to the owner of the Bengals? Right, what was it Mike Brown? Mike Brown. That guy had a lot of nose hairs coming out. Okay, he's an older know. man. I know, but why they don't, don't care? Old, but why don't older men trim their nose hairs? Because they I'm don't, constantly trimming nose hairs. They give up. But someone I, in their life should go. Hey, listen, you just won the AFC Championship. Let's trim up the nose hairs real quick, and then we'll get you out there, and it's going to be exciting. Because I didn't hear a thing he said. All I kept thinking was, <laughs> "You're locked Look in at on these his nose, nose hairs." Hair. I honestly do believe yeah. that as you get older, people do not care. Well, he's also, he's from a generation that never trimmed up any body hair other than the hair on the top of his head. True. So he's probably got hair coming out of his ears, his nose. 
It's probably, probably a right mess all over his body. Like this is <laughs> this is the era of man that is. You know, Jerry, they didn't care about vanity type things. Right. Well, now we do. So he's got big thick. All I wanted to do was take one of those things and trim up his nose hairs. That's all <laughs> you, I was thinking of. You wanted to go manscape the owner of the yeah, Bengals. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, starting right with his nose, his ears, <laughs> then That's trim up his whole body. Disaster as you go through the different parts of the body. And I was looking like the nose hairs were so thick. Yeah. I mean, you. I'm sure you've got a crazy uncle or... Or someone in your family that's like that, that's in their 70s Thick or 80s. nose hairs? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Of course. The All eyebrows, the you know? All the men in my family, they've got thick nose hairs, which is why I'm always fighting mine. I hear you. I'm always fighting my nose hairs. You don't pluck them, though, right? No, you... no, no. I trim right. them. Yes. I put exactly. that thing in there where it, go, where it sounds like it's a... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's a weed whacking situation. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, no, it's definitely fun. Agreed. <laughs> but it's weird. There's a really fine line with trimming nose hair. So it's like if your nose hairs are long, they're annoying. When you trim them up and they're very short. They feel weird. They feel weird. So there's like the fine <laughs> line of like a couple days after before you have to trim them up again. Yeah, I would say within the scope of a 10-day period, the first two days were a little difficult. The last two were terrible. And in the middle, you kind of enjoy those middle five or six days. Right. Exactly. Where you're like, oh, my nose hairs are Perfect. <laughs> yes, exactly. Jerry, how about this dude McPherson, the <laughs> kicker for the Bengals? That guy's awesome. Ice water in his veins. I was feeling for him, too, because I was like, oh, my God. Like, Because it was taking so long to get to his eventual yeah. kick, and they kept showing him on the sidelines kicking, you know, practicing. And I was like, if this guy pulls something here, practicing kicking, this is going to be a problem. Very impressive, though. I mean, really, Very just impressive. to watch him. To see him as the you know the camera goes to him, and I know it was a short uh, short field goal, it was yeah, shorter than the extra point. But I mean, he just there's no there's no blink in him. It's like, all right, where am I kicking from? Let's let's drain let's it. Go. He does, yeah. And then the other kicker, uh, Robbie Gould, he got. I mean, uh, Jalen Ramsey got in his face after the field goal uh, at the half to mm-hmm. close the half. Imagine getting into the face of a kicker. Yes, get lost. Uh, well, punk. here's what I want to know. Did the kicker say something? He said, suck it. Well, maybe he did. And then in that case, you get right in his face. They are grown men, even if they're a kicker. They are grown men, yeah. But I did like uh, I did like someone from the Niners came to his defense, mm-hmm. which in some ways feels emasculating. Yes, but it's also your teammate having your back. Yeah, it's your teammate having your back, which is nice. But it's almost like you can't fight your own battles because yeah. you're the kicker. Well, he could because... have just kicked them right square in the cojones. That would have hurt. That might have gotten a flag. Oh, they're gonna be they're gonna flag him. I think so. This is not an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> this is the NFL. Oh, this is an actual NFL game. This is an actual NFL game. Yes, I don't know that that would have gone well for him. <laughs> he might have gotten ejected for that. Actually, by the way, big play at, near the I guess it was the fourth quarter of uh, Niners Rams dropped interception. Oh my gosh! Holy smokes! A drop interception. Tart? Is that who that was? Right in your gut. I mean, you talk about right to you. I don't know how. Like, there was the one. Eli Apple almost had one in overtime. But that wasn't, you know, the ball was directed. He was breaking towards the right. It was a little more to the left. Yes, it would have been. It was catchable. But it would have been a really great play. The one you're talking about in the Niner game, it was right in his chest. It was like a fly ball to center field. Oh, my God. Fly ball to center. Dropped it. Dropped it. And then the Rams march right down, kick the field goal to tie the game at 17. And I'm not going to say that that game ends it that that play ends the game it doesn't but where they were on the field you're talking a couple of plays and you've got a shot to kick another field i mean it definitely changed the game 
But, man, that was a killer. And I actually thought, too, the final – not the final play of the game, but the final play Garoppolo had, the interception. Yes. I actually thought he made a hell of a play. Me, too. And the I mean, it goes right off his fingertips. Yep, you got to catch that in that oh situation. It went right between – his two hands, the receiver. Yeah. Now, granted, they were up over his head, but you're a professional football player. Catch the ball. I agree. Not easy, but catch it. And at the very least, you can't let it go through your hands behind you to the right. guy that's going to go. Oh, I didn't think. Now, Garoppolo did not play a good game. He was okay at best. But I really thought. And, the, and how about some of the, we're talking about great quarterback play. I mean, Burrow and Mahomes and the escapability. And I'm sitting there, I got you in my head thinking, and look at the crap we're watching every Sunday. Yes. I mean, on the plays they made with their feet, and then not only with their feet, then they can unload it. Oh, so impressive. Yeah, um, there was one play that Burrow made where the where the dude on the Chiefs was like, had him completely wrapped up, had his back bent yeah. over, and he slid out and uh, ran for the first down. Yeah, it really was. I think it was Jones that had him. It was like Jones, and, and yes, Nance Jerry. and Romo were like, and that's Jones, and Jones. he got away from him. And he's Jones. And he's Jones, yes. Now the Rams are, as we sit here this morning, Jerry, the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites in the yeah, Super Bowl. Right. And it's funny, all those years growing up where it was like, will the home team play in this in their own Super back Bowl stadium? Back-to-back years now. <laughs> yeah, it like never happened for 50-something years. And now here we are back-to-back years. Yeah, and they'll have, you know, first of all, I thought for everything we discussed with the Niner fan invading SoFi Stadium, yeah. there were a lot of Niner fans there yesterday, but there it was were. not like three weeks ago. It wasn't. But it, um, but it was but, funny in the end zone there, the – on the back wall of the end zone, it says uh, Rams Town or Rams Home or something. And everyone sitting there was in red. It was in red. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not that's Rams Town. It'd be interesting what that crowd is like. So I saw this thing from yesterday um, before the game. They said the walk-in-the-door ticket price, the worst ticket that you could get on the secondary market for that game yesterday for the Rams and the Niners, yeah. was 550 550 550 the parking rate, the cash parking rate outside, because parking is so limited at SoFi Stadium. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but this is what the guy posted. $600. To park your car? <laughs> to park your car. How do they build a stadium and not have a, a parking lot? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Because the NFL Network set up shop there. Maybe they took all the parking. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, I can try and find the tweet. It looked like what? it came from a guy with a blue check mark. And it makes sense to me because they say parking is so limited. I mean, I get it, but, I mean, come on. And people pay it, and people pay it. i got to get nuts. a parking lot. Jerry, why don't we go in the parking lot business? Let's go. Let's buy a parking lot near a stadium. That would be cool. That could we cost don't have to you do anything. $100 million. About every five years we repave it, paint the lines again. <laughs> but you're right. You just sit there and collect. And we just sit there and collect cash. Our parking lot's better than yours. And we'd have kick-ass Wi-Fi in our parking lot. And kick-ass Wi-Fi. That's yeah. exactly right. Boy, that kick-ass Wi-Fi, that's the key. Always and free. Is. And we make it as if we're giving them something. We charge them $600 to park their car. And we give them free kick-ass Wi-Fi. $600. I mean, you got to. I don't know, man. That, that You talk about wasting money. That yeah. is a waste of money. That is a waste of money. That's Jerry. like put me in an Uber or a Lyft car and just drop me off at the stadium. Who cares about the tailgate? Exactly. You could take a limo back and forth, stretch limo, and be cheaper. It probably, yeah. You Jerry, probably could. We had so much going on this weekend. I'm scanning. I've got NFL stuff. We've got head coaches being yeah. named. We've got some media stories. We've got, oh, we got Tom media Brady stories? stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable. I have so much stuff here, Jay. 
I'm going to tell Boomer we need uh, Boomer and Geo. We need to go to six oh five. I've got six oh five. I had well, an extra five minutes of material this morning. You got to get me my fifty bucks back. By the way, yeah, you do got to get thing. your fifty bucks back. You bet Boomer. Boomer said Brady was going to retire. You said, said he would no. not. You've already paid up. You need that back for right now. Because right now, he is not retired. Nobody knows. So we'll see. All right, we're just getting started. It is uh, 5-16 here on the Fanaroni. we got Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. It is a very busy Monday, all NFL and some other stuff, too, right here on the Fan. No, go away. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Hey, real quick before we move on to another topic there, Al. Oh, this is the song they were playing during halftime, is it not? That's right, Jerry. She's terrible. I did like James Brown had a good sense of humor in the post game. He's like, you can hear us now. <laughs> yeah, but why do they pretend like it's not going on while it's happening? It's so well, silly. I don't think that they pretended. I mean, Boomer's flat out said, I can't hear anything you guys are saying right now. He said it twice. But everybody else was acting like there wasn't a country concert blasting behind. Yeah, I don't know. I think, what are we doing? We're concerts now, half times of champions. Games. Also, it was so great, the speaker placement. <laughs> I know. Like, how <laughs> is that not right, known, though? Right I don't understand. Shoulder. I know. It was It was. It was bad. Real quick, though, because um, we talked about the interception that wasn't. Yeah. Uh, so, Jaquiski Tart is his name. Uh, safety Jaquiski on the Niners. Jaquiski Tart? Yeah. All right. He posted on Twitter after the game. And I'm, I don't know if he spoke to the media or not, but he posted on Twitter. No excuses. I deserve all the criticism my way. Opportunity I dream of, and I came up short. Let my brothers down. Mm-hmm. He's taking accountability. He is taking accountability. Could have went and hid. He didn't do that. He didn't, right? Could have so been a coward. He was not a coward. It is, uh, it, it, it's, a, it's very strange. You know, there's, got, there's, there's so few professional, say, professional NFL-level football players mm-hmm. that make it. Out of all the colleges, and there's hundreds and hundreds and thousands of colleges, and, and guys drop passes that hit them in the numbers, and I don't... It's like the, the, some, that dude from Notre Dame, a rookie on the Rams wide receiver, all alone in the end zone. Now, it was a Willie Mays-type catch over his shoulder, but... No one's on him. Hits him right in the hands. It's what you do for a living, right? Right. Well, I guess the thinking there is they're not robots. At the end of the day, they're going to make mistakes and they're going to drop balls. But you're right. You would think that those are the plays that that's what you're paid for. But how many times have we seen, I mean, what is it, um, what's his name, Jackie Smith from the Cowboys? You want to go back 40, 50 years in the Super Bowl? I mean, I know it's a sliding catch on the ground, but, I mean, it literally hits him in the chest and bounces off him, changes the Super Bowl. But even uh, Cooper Cup had one that that he was wide open in the middle of the field, and it just hit him, and he dropped it. It's bizarre. What do they say? That's why they become safeties and not cornerbacks, because they can't catch the ball. I even try to watch, like, uh, so often – they say, you know, you take your eye off the ball for a second. Sure. And, and especially, like, I think Cooper Cup was one of those situations where he wanted to run mm-hmm. before he caught it. So every time they do the slow motion replay on those drops, I always watch the receiver's eyes to see if they 
And like that dude on the uh, Rams, uh, the guy from Notre Dame with the long last name, he did not take his eye off the ball. It just bounced just it. right off him. Yeah, well, I mean, how many times, even in baseball, these guys have mitts. How many mitts. times have you seen a professional baseball player drop a pop-up? Yeah. Probably you know, not. it just it happens, It's and it sucks when it does, but it happens. Uh, if I was a professional ball player, I would catch everything. Mm, let's let's relax. Most likely. Let's relax. So uh, let's get back to the halftime show real quickly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, by the way, it happened to a lesser extent on Fox as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but to a lesser extent. But it was still in the background. Right. Why do they have to go on location? It doesn't make any sense. It's not better than in studio. I know. Just send Evan Washburn there and and throw it. <laughs> Evan Washburn. Get the feel from Evan Washburn. And Tracy's there. And Tracy's there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Let's know. Go. I've I've thought of this too, and I thought of it yesterday. Like I, it's funny because Boomer's posting pictures on the field with Sims in the morning, and it's a beautiful day, and you kind of get the scene setting. I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. But then that happens, and it's like you spent so much money. If you think about what they're there for, they're there for the pregame the halftime, and to a certain extent the postgame, because the postgame wasn't all that long either, and they didn't do a lot because a lot was on the field with the ceremony. So it's like pregame and halftime is really your biggest two spots, and one of them was completely blown up. Yeah. So I know. I know what you're saying. And Eddie and I were talking before the show when I was saying, like, it happened to Fox as well. Eddie had made a good point. Like, where even where Fox was, where they were doing it, you could tell that wasn't their original set of where they were supposed to be just some dude standing in the dark because they had to get away from uh the speaker i don't know i I forget who was performing out there what i don't understand is how they they're not aware of this yes like if you think about the super bowls everything is so precise to the minute and i'm sure that these conference championship games and all these playoff games because i'm you know i've done enough nfl games now and i've been to enough games you know, as a media member, where you get the rundown, everything is broken down to the minute where people are going to be, how it happens, when the national anthem is going to be played. They had to have known that this. Well, clearly they didn't because they would have moved if they did. And the CBS broadcast was so interesting in that when you know I had it on in the background, I wasn't looking at it, and I was like, they've got both feeds up at the same time. I thought. That's what right. I thought was happening. I thought the the two feeds up, and eventually they would find the the control button to lower the one feed. But it was just blasting through all of their <laughs> microphones. I thought Boomer was great with it. I really did. No, Boomer was good with it, but because you know why? Boomer's a radio guy that rolls with. You're right. These things that most of the TV people are stiffs, <laughs> but like like Bill Cower, who's so usually calm and reserved, he's like shouting and yelling over the music. Right. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, that to me is a Saturday Night Live skit. And Eddie's right. It was the the chain smokers on um, Fox. See, I didn't see the halftime with that. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Chain smokers. So everyone's yelling over music. <laughs> it's tremendous. <laughs> I mean, it was really, if, it, if the game, this is what's funny about this. If the game went the way that it was going and the Chiefs wound up blowing out the Bengals because at one point it looked so easy, that's all we'd be talking about today. We wouldn't be talking about the way the game ended. Right. We'd be talking about the, the halftime show. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, they got away with one because the, the ending was so good. And then uh, in other NFL news over the weekend, Jerry, the Giants officially hired Brian Dable. Saw that on Friday, yeah. Right, that's a Friday situation. I think the press conference at 10 o'clock today. Is that right? 
I believe so. What would you do with that if you were running WFAN and you were allowed to run the press conference? Would you put that on? Or I uh, think I would. Because yeah, I would. But of short, like keep it short. Um. Or yeah, I don't know if I'd run thing? it. For, I don't know if I'd run it for thirty minutes, but I would definitely want to get a sense of what he sounds like. The problem is, if I'm reading it correctly, maybe it's is it eleven o'clock or 10, whatever time. If it's ten o'clock, it's really a tough time because it's the crossover between the two shows. Right, you're just starting Tiki and Tiki. Yeah, but I do think I'd want to hear from him. Like if I was a Giant fan, I want to hear something of what he sounds like immediately. Yeah. Well, maybe so, yeah, they do so like, uh, hey, you know what, Brian da- uh, Brian Dable is going to talk at ten. Uh, 10.20, we'll bring in uh, Mr. Jerry Recco. He's going to sum it up for us. Uh, Well, no, Tiki and Tierney can sum it up. (laughs) They do have a show. (laughs) But they'll be busy talking. They're going to need you, Jerry, or Pete Hoffman. The Hoff. Where am I summing it up? Porno Pete will do it. Let him do it. That's fine. Why would I be summing it up? Well, because you do updates. But yeah, at 11 o'clock, I'll play a clip. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a special occasion. You go in there and really break it down. <laughs> I don't need to break it down. Bring it down now with you. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, you are at the, the score in Chicago this morning. Correct. Why are you still on a portable device if you are surrounded by radio studios? Uh, because I need, for TV, I needed two Ethernet ports as opposed to one. I they just They told me this was the easiest thing. And plus, the setup I have with the Comrex, it yeah. was just easy. Is that some dude's office or woman? I Man or woman. I am in an office, yes. Both men and women work in radio. Generally. I don't think anybody works in this office. They told me this was a nice, quiet office. They have some video contraption back here, kind of like Tom Izzo has at the radio station. So I'm well, in someone's office. Might where they, do, might, they might do digital stuff there. They do digital. <laughs> yes, exactly. It could be. It could be. By the way, how old Brian Dable is? Uh, I probably don't want to know, do I? He's probably a young punk. I'm going to say he's 37. No, he's 46. Oh, okay. But he's still younger than you. Barely. I'm still younger than you. Only by six years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're 10 years older than the new GM. <laughs> what? He's 42. And I see <laughs> in other news similar to that. In other that news. Josh McDaniels looks like he's finally going to come out from the teat of uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick, of Bill Belichick <laughs> for another chance if he doesn't quit on the Raiders before he gets there. I saw that, yes. He's so it going... looks like they're taking Dave Ziegler from New England, who I guess yep. was a front office fella. He's going to be, be the, the GM. GM. Yep. And then Josh McDaniels is going to be the head coach of the Raiders. How about that? Yeah, Raiders. so I guess poor Rich Passaccia didn't do a good enough job to keep no. it. I thought he did quite well, actually. It would be so great when Josh McDaniels does worse than Rick Piscoccia. Bisaccia. Bisaccia. <laughs> we'll see. They've got talent. They're not a bad team. Yeah. And I, then also Harbaugh is going to interview possibly with the Vikings. G's team. No, it says it, uh, I read he d- or interviewed Saturday night already. Oh, he did. Okay, because I just is, saw something two hours ago that they want to talk to him again. So bizarre. That would – I would be shocked if he goes to the Vikings. Uh, dude, I don't know. I, you've got the Vikings and the Dolphins are still at play. Now, the Vikings are a classic NFL franchise. Back in when the Super Bowl first started, they had four. They were made four Super Bowl runs, oh, right. four, but they went four times. So they're like a classic in the style of Green Bay, Chicago, a classic franchise, which would sure. be cool, but... Mm, You're not interested. I, I, If I'm Jim Harbaugh, people would be desperate for me every year. I would wait until a really cool job came open. Well, I don't think the Viking job is. Mm, yeah, maybe it's not cool. Cool, it's not, not cool. uncool. It's not a terrible job. 
They have it's beautiful buildings. They have beautiful building. You're right, Jerry. The purple colors, the horns, the purple people eaters. Arroo. Right. <laughs> uh, listen, I would want to go there because it's too cold for me. It is. Very but, cold. But, you know, he's at Michigan. It's not like he's living in Hawaii right now. He's not living it up in Michigan. No. It'd be interesting, though, because remember Stephen Ross said he's a Michigan guy. He's not going to be the one to take Jim Harbaugh away. Right. So, in the meantime, you just watch someone else take him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Either way, he's not going to be at Michigan. Wouldn't yeah. you want him at yours, at your home? I would, and if I'm Jim Harbaugh, Miami, Minnesota, Miami, Minnesota. See ya, going to South Beach. So where's this Brian Flores going to end up then? I don't know. Who's left? What do you mean? What teams are? Yeah, oh, the Saints like, are what, still left. Saints are. That's a cool job. Uh, the Jaguars still haven't hired anybody. No one wants to go there. Um, trying to think where else. Um, the Dolphins, but he came from there. Well, right, Dolphins and Vikings. So that's four. That might be it actually at this point. Because the Bears are settled now, the yeah. Giants are settled now. You've got some. The the Raiders look to be settled now. So he's going to go to the Saints. Maybe I don't know. I really don't know. Imagine Maybe he doesn't he go end, anywhere. Right? Imagine he ends up with nothing. And what about Eric Bieniemy? Sleeping with Bieniemy. I don't understand why Eric Bieniemy hasn't gotten a job yeah. yet with everything he's done. Now he's Patrick Mahomes. I get it, but I mean they've done a really good job. And if you know Brian Dable is getting a job because of what Josh Allen did, how is Eric Bieniemy not getting a job? Right. I don't know. It's the one I can't figure out. Do you think Boomer's going to make excuses for Patrick Mahomes this morning and claim he didn't lose the game for them? No, I don't think so. Do you I think don't. he lost the game for them? If you do, had to blame um, someone. If you had to blame. I think he lost the game Give me an them. order who you blame for the Chiefs' loss. The offensive line. I'm just <laughs> do not blame the offensive line, Jerry. Um, I would blame. Do I blame the coach? I feel like they were out coached in the second half. That's what I feel like. Oh, and leading into the first half, like you said, they didn't go for points. Yeah, I, I would blame the coaching because that... the fact that you don't kick that field goal to me is asinine. Um, that we just devalue points. I don't understand. And the fact that they could not move the ball. The enti- it wasn't just an over. Like the entire second half, they couldn't move the ball. Yeah, they did not move the ball. What they have? 238 yards of offense in the first half, and I think it was 53 in the second? Like, wh- what is that? The Chiefs are weird. They're like, either get off to a huge lead and then don't do anything the second half, or they do nothing the first half and then load it all up in the third and fourth quarter. It's like yeah, very strange. They're inconsistent throughout the game. You know what was surprising, too? And not that you're going to do this, but you could. I, I will. The play on... So they have the ball. They get to the Cincinnati four-yard line, and you think that they're going to go in and score and, and basically win the game for the most part. Maybe Cincinnati gets a chance, but who knows. And then all of a sudden they wind up going backwards. On that third down play where Mahomes gets sacked and he's running all over the place, there was an overhead shot that they showed on TV so you could see the coverage and where guys were. Travis Kelsey, is he, he, he runs a route to the left of the front part of the end zone. Mahomes is running around for his life, and Kelsey doesn't move. He just stands there as if, like, the play's dead. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, crap, maybe I can do something. And then he kind of breaks towards the right. But it was like he just gave up. It was very. I'm telling you, it was a very strange second half for them yesterday. Is that the play where they took a 17-yard loss? Yeah, yeah, that made it a much longer field goal for Butker to get them into overtime. Yeah, and Romo was screaming like, you can't, you can't let Mahomes back there <laughs> all day long. Someone's going to get open. And they, 
They were too. Him and Nance. I felt bad for them. I mean, they're sitting there trying to figure out, do you let them score? What do you do? Do you take more time off the clock? Do you go down at the one-yard line? And I mean, I was like, oh, my God, just get in the end zone. That's they, what you do. They got critiqued big time uh, by the media specialists. Uh, oh, yesterday. is that true? Yeah, they didn't like that Romo was saying that uh, they should th- that the Chiefs should kill time to try to score. Oh, so what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like they were getting confused by the circumstance. They didn't like that uh, Jim Nance didn't understand Romo's um, point. I know, the drop snap. <laughs> about Yeah, like do you kick the field goal, you attempt the field goal on third down, so that way if there's a dropped snap. And then, and then Romo's like, Romo you did. didn't get my joke. <laughs> Against the Seahawks. Yeah, I remember that. That's the play, too. I've told you this. That's the play that drove Parcells into retirement. Because he was coming, I'm telling you, he was coming back for another year. He got the Cowboys to be a playoff team, and the next step was for them to be a Super Bowl contender. And that play took it out of him. Like, you put so much into this, and then this dork drops the ball. What was the situation there? So it's Cowboys-Seahawks. Yeah, they, that, they were, weren't they down two points, I think? So that field goal would have given them the lead, you think? I think that was going to pretty much win the game for them, yeah. i got to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure. And if you remember, too, Romo makes a good play, gets up and almost makes it, runs for it. Was it a bad snap or a bad attempt? No, he, dro- put he just dropped it. Romo it was a perfect did. snap, yeah. It was right in his hands. He just fumbled it, picked it up, and then it was over. Yeah. Picked it up and tried to run it in. i got to look. I'll check the score on the break. But, yeah, uh, let's move on. we got to take a break. It's 25 in front of 6. I'm very confused by the time here because here it's 430. Uh, 536, <laughs> 25 in front of 6. we got Boomer and G at the top here on the fan. Don't go away. All right, 20 in front of 6. Boomer and Geo coming up at the top of the hour. I did go back and check out. It was 21-20. Martin Gramatica was about to kick the go-ahead field goal in Seattle, but I didn't remember this. There was a minute 19 left, so they probably would have lost anyway. But to watch that play again, good grief. And Tony oh, Romo he, got tripped up, right, heading to the end zone? I mean, right there. And I remember I actually remember watching that live thinking, he's going to get in, and he gets outrun by a linebacker. <laughs> And he gets tripped up at the one-yard line, yeah. Listen, linebackers could be quite quick, Jerry. But Boomer says that's why he basically retired when Ray Lewis was running at him and couldn't believe how fast and, and, and strong he was. Fast and large. Yeah, fast, large, powerful, violent, all those things. Mike Hanch on Twitter, Jerry, reminds me that the Texans also still need a head coach. Oh, that's right. Good so point. there's another place for Brian Flores. Good point, and, uh, Mike. Great point. Uh, two quick media notes, Jerry. Two yeah. quick media notes. Uh, Kim Jones announced that she's uh, leaving NFL Network after 10 years. I know. I saw that. I, I, 10 I was, years. I was blown away by that. Yeah. I know. She loves football. I oh, figured that was football. a place she'd be a long, long time. Yeah, big football fan. Uh, she was always uh, – she worked at the East Coast there. I would see her in Buffalo, uh, Washington, yeah. Philly, New York. Well, big props and a big teams. fat good luck to her. Yeah, 10 years. That's pretty solid. And then I think uh, she was at Yes Network prior to that for like six or eight years or something. It was a while because Meredith Morakovich took over for her, correct? Yes. There's no one in between. That yeah. is correct, Jerry. Hmm. Uh, and also uh, Carlos Beltran is joining the Yes Network as an analyst because I guess they're losing um, uh, David Cohn for some games. Carlos Beltran caught looking. <laughs> well, good for him. Hey, good for you, Carlos Listen. Beltran, which means his exile in, bro- in uh, baseball is over. He's at least the broadcaster. He's back in the game. He's you know, that, that whole thing, you know, because you got these other guys are all working and he's sitting there on the sidelines with no job. Right. So you're good to see him get back in. And you forget he was a Yankee, too. So. Oh, yes, he was, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jerry, if you had to pick right now, straight up winner. 
For the Super Bowl? Yeah, Rams, <laughs> Bengals. Uh, if I had to pick right now, I'd take the Rams. Me too. But I will tell you that the Bengals impressed the hell out of me yesterday. Down 21. And, you know, they kept saying, well, you know, they were down by whatever it was, 11 points at home a few weeks ago. Yeah, but this was in Kansas City. I don't know. That was very impressive. One other thing real quick about these games, when you talk about watching them, I thought of you with this. The the idea of watching that Ram game on that carpet as opposed to the grass outside, yeah. visually it's so much more pleasing watching, honestly, the first game. Mm-hmm. The second game looks sterile. And very sterile. You know, and that's yes. where the Super Bowl will be. But to answer your first question, I think I would take the Rams, but I would like to reserve the right to change that. Super Bowls always look sterile to me because even they like the the lawn, even if it's natural grass, it's like so perfectly manicured and all that stuff. It is, but there's something about being outside on the grass that just looks better. Yeah. I don't know the turf indoor fields. I mm, eh. not and I love the fan. Cowboy Stadium, you know, but it's still not the same, right? Uh, where else was I going with this, Jerry? I had a good point to bring up about this. Uh, oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah. He seems cocky, and I like it. I don't even think he's cocky. I think he's just a confident kid. I see. I think he doesn't even cross into cocky yet. He's smoking cigars. He's well, dancing. He's going to the Super Bowl. What do you want him to do? I did see some people want him to uh, remember that famous picture of Boomer at the Super Bowl yes. where he's uh, the spread eagle in the stands in the stands with sunglasses on. Like, ask me some questions, media. That's what people want Joe Burrow to do. You know what I'd like to see? Boomer in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. with a media pass, Mm -hmm. and he recreates that now, asking the questions. Yeah, where he and Joe Burrow are sitting together, man-spreading, as they call it. (laughs) (laughs) Just talking to each other about the game. Man-spreading. Yeah. That's funny. I also like two young coaches being in the Super Bowl. That's very cool. Yeah. Sick of these old guys. And number four seeds. None yes. of your number ones who you because get. Because it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. This is not 1983. It's almost like whatever. You can make the case that you're better off just keep playing to keep the momentum yes. building. Right. You know. These teams that get the day, the, get a week off sometimes is no good. Yeah, and back in the day, if you didn't get the bye week, you had no chance. Right. You're going to get smoked. The, the game is just, it's just so different. It's such a different game. As much as it's the same, it is so incredibly different than what we grew up watching. I'm just excited for like the two-week hype that we get. The Bengals, which is a cool hype story, versus, you know, it's not the Chiefs or the Packers or Tom Brady or yeah. Rodgers. We need two weeks, Russell really. Wilson. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be bangled and rammed out by the yeah, Super Bowl. Definitely bangled it's out. be enough. I mean, how many how many stories you hear about Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow in college? Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot of uh, Joe Burrow. It is a lot of Joe Burrow. A lot of uh, uh, Matthew Stafford finally getting there. Finally, after all these, it's going to be a lot of Matthew Stafford's wife. A lot of Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, Cooper oh, Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. So, so uh, tell me what's going on with Tom Brady, Jerry? He. ESPN came out and said he's retiring. Hold yes. on, I got to sneeze. Hold on, Jerry. Okay, he's going to sneeze. On, Jerry. You do know there's a cough button. It says cough right here, right? I sneezed, though, Jerry. That's only a cough button. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> such a jackass. So ESPN <laughs> is standing by their story yep. that uh, Tom Brady's retiring. But 
no one else other than ESPN is reporting that Tom Brady's retiring. So what yes. I read, yeah, so what I read was that I guess the TB12 website posted something <clears throat> along the lines of thank you for your 22 years or something like that that made it seem like he was done. And I'm not saying he's not. He very well could announce his retirement in two weeks. I don't yeah. know. And so supposedly that's where the story emanates from. Now the problem is Tom Brady's dad came out and vehemently de- denied the whole thing. His agent said when he wants to retire, he'll tell you when he's going to retire, but no decisions made. And apparently Brady called the Bucks and said, I haven't decided if I'm retiring or not. So I'm not saying he won't. I know there's the thought out there of about timing. If he waits till after February 4th, we saw the link Boomer sent us yesterday in terms of how he gets his money or how much he gets or doesn't get. So all of this, we might just be waiting a few days uh, for the official announcement. But as of now, he's not retired. So ESPN reported it. Uh, Eddie tells me that NFL Network says they've confirmed it as well. But Bruce Arians, uh, Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee, and Tom Brady's dad have all said he's not made a decision yet. Right. And I wouldn't expect a decision for a couple months. Really? I wouldn't. Even with, But do you think Tom Brady owes us an explanation now? Get on that no. Instagram and tell us. No, I don't. I but think... even if he hasn't, can, shouldn't he come out and say, I haven't made any decisions He's not yet? the one that had the story. Oh. No, I don't think he has He has no responsibility to tell us anything except when he makes up his mind. Whether it is next week, two weeks, a month, whatever. He's celebrating. Do what you want. And I think he's under contract for one more year. It did seem like odd timing leading into the championship weekend like that Tom Brady wouldn't do that. Because you don't need that with these games being played yesterday. Right. It was. Only, I thought the Josh McDaniels news was big enough. Yes, even you that know? like didn't seem like... It got the play because it was like on a Friday, right? Friday or Saturday? Yeah, and I thought the timing for the Giants was, you know, interesting. Friday, same type of deal, which is right. Didn't they hire the yeah. uh, make the announcement for their GM on a Friday the week the week prior? Yes. So I mean, whatever it is, what it is. I was surprised that that news came out the day before the Super Bowl. I'm oh, sorry, the championship games. Yeah. So maybe what he'll do is, all right, we did that yesterday or Saturday. Maybe the Saturday before the Super Bowl, he'll make the official announcement. I did like I do love the idea of Tom Brady going out now and not giving us a year's notice because it would be so insufferable. The this is Brady's last appearance at Lambeau. Well, this he is said. Remember, I played those clips last week. He said he doesn't want that. Yeah, I don't want it either. I'm with you. I don't need to see the Jets giving him some sort of a plaque. <laughs> hey, thanks for beating our brains in for the last 20 years. Right. Remember when Gina retired? Everyone gave him presents. Yeah. Like here's a surfboard. Even the Red Sox. Right. Even the Red Sox. Yeah, we don't need that. Uh, we don't need that. This Let's just is move on. Tom Brady's last appearance against the Jaguars. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Get out. <laughs> Go. You made your announcement. You're in the Hall of Fame. We'll see you in five years. Although it would be nice to leave on a high note. He kind of left on a low note. I don't know that losing in the playoffs is a low <laughs> note. I mean, I mean that. But you know what's he funny stinks. is that's the bar that he has set. Yeah. A high note for him yes. is the Super Bowl. A high note for other people would be going ten and six, right. and missing the playoffs. Right. But listen, we oh, we're almost there. We're yeah. feeling it. Had a good season. Threw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. But you know what? My defense stunk. What can I tell you? My goodness. There so was, there was a clip in the uh, it was the Bengal game when they when McPherson kicked the field goal and they won it and they went up, they showed the camera that's up in the booth. Yeah. And it's like an oddly angled up to up, shoot him up the nose hairs of the offensive coordinator. Again, the nose hairs. That guy is so young. 
I don't even all know young. who he is. Well, also because with each passing year, you're getting older, and they're uh-huh. starting to look younger. That I is see. true. I mean, that's part of it. But these guys look like that guy looked. First of all, he looked like a nerd that knows nothing about football. Right. And meanwhile, he's offensive coordinator of the Bengals. I don't even know his name. Right. He's going well, to the Super Bowl. Kellen Moore of the Cowboys. I don't know, is he 30 yet? But I feel like he's on the – I feel like I – well, because he was a player, I know who he is. I, well, how do you – You know yeah, what I'm saying? I understand. I Let do. Me Google but Bengals. They're also offensive young. Offensive. And real quick while you're Googling that, McPherson, according to one report, I think Darren Ravel put it out there, yeah. he is trying to trademark Money Mac. <laughs> what about our listener who called in uh, Friday? He's uh, He trademarked some – what did he trademark? Money Mac? No. He did uh, j- uh, Jackpot Joe. Oh, Okay. Who's Money Mac? What would that be for? Mac who? McPherson? Oh, Jesus. Yes, I just said the Money kicker. McPherson? <laughs> yes, that's his nickname. That's what they call him. Oh, by the way, uh, Brian Callahan is the Bengals offensive is coordinator. Is that Bill Callahan's son? And I have heard of him. I believe it is. He is yeah. 37 years old. There you go. Yeah, his parents are Bill and Valerie Callahan. We have to take a break. We're coming up on 6 o'clock in just a few minutes. Boomer and Geo. Then it is a football Monday right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. It is Amy Lawrence talking about those Houday Nation Bengals. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. The Bengals win, the Rams win, so the Super Bowl is set up. If I had to ask you right now, yeah, what is? I have it up on StubHub. What do you think it costs to get <laughs> to get into the Super Bowl? Secondary market. I get it. Two tickets, upper deck, four in grand. the corner, in the corner, four grand a ticket. Uh, they start at six thousand dollars. A ticket? A ticket. And that's before the fees. <laughs> if I had a parking lot out there, Jerry, one thousand dollars to park. Oh my god, I'm going to the checkout. What do you thought with the fee? I mean, this is insane that people would spend twelve thousand well, dollars for two tickets to a stupid football game. It is also early. Like if you have tickets to sell, this You're is right. where you try to get the super hyped up Bengal fans who Ow. Don't know You're better. You're coming from Cincinnati with fees. It's $15,321 yeah. for two terrible tickets in the upper deck in the corner. There are people that feel like they have to be at these games. Not me. For example, the NFL Today. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I, so I just saw Gunner's post on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> with the John Deere truck backing up the speaker. I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't see that either. Gunner posted it. There's a still shot of them basically plopping the speaker down <laughs> right behind them. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like it was something Saturday Night Live came up with. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Pretty know. Pretty funny. Yeah, that was crazy. I uh, I blame the people who run Arrowhead Stadium. Agree. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Which, by the way, is that a sponsored stadium, Gihi or something? Giha. Giha? Yes, it's Giha. It's Giha Field at Arrowhead Stadium, I think. By the way, that's great because we never call it Giha. We just go Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. But everything else, we got to pretend and call it the sponsored thing. The only thing I know about Giha is when they take the aerial shot and you see it on the top of the stadium. Yeah, there's other signage, too, in the stadium, but you're right. That's when you see it. But also, like, where where the Lakers play. Like, to me, it's Staples Center. Well, it's called Crypto.com Arena now. <laughs> that just got changed a few months ago. But at least you know what Crypto... Like, I don't know what Giha is. I don't either. I have no idea. Yeehaw. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... No, it's not Eha or Yeha. It's Giha. I'm going to say it's software. What do you think? Take a guess. Giha software? What is Giha? I'll give you that. Uh, that's just a guess. I don't know. Giha software. 
What is Giha? Let's see. It is an insurance company. Oh. All right. Hmm. Not software. They must be selling a lot of insurance. I hope you have good insurance. I do. I have Giha. <laughs> yeah. you going to be like, uh, you need your hip replaced. Do you have insurance? I do. I have Giha. But what is that? I don't know what that I mean, is. I was going to say, do you have Allstate? Do you yeah. have Progressive? State Farm? Giha. No, I have Giha. And by the way, isn't it annoying when you're watching Patrick Mahomes all game and then every commercial is also Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> do you have the Patrick rate? <laughs> This is stupid. I know. Especially, it's like know. he just throws a, 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 a interception to end their season, and it's like, oh, I, I work at a sneaker store. I'm Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Do I get the Patrick Gray? I know. Well, he's a celebrity. You got to cash in. I think about the Patrick Mahomes that, and then when they go to the ones with. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, do people still like Aaron Rodgers? Or do the and do the State Farm people? Like, oh, WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1 New York, an Odyssey station.